We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. Wishing that we were in Chicago right now, doing this live on the on the Star Wars celebration floor. But unfortunately, not this year. But soon come. Soon to come. Soon hopefully. to come. Hopefully. My come. name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Not filming this on the traditional day, given the peeps. Look. Me and Schubert talked about this, and I, and I tweeted about this last night. So if you follow us on Twitter, remember that tweet. Because I was like, look, we knew the trailer was coming out today. We had gotten word from, shout out to our guy, Daniel RPK, got the word. And it was like, yo, Schubert, do we film, do we do, we do, do the pod on Thursday and then just have what always happens to us on Friday happen to us? But we were like, nah, let's give them, we'll just do a, a, a five o'clock release, look at the, the fucking trailer, and then talk about it. Well, usually we don't really know exactly when the trailer is about to drop. But we knew. But like, <laughs> since there was a panel for it, and we knew that that was pretty much announced already that that was what was going to happen, so we were like, ah, oh, might as well. Yeah, we could plan around it. See, this is, as, yeah. as we get more information for this pod, you know. See, Star you know, Wars is nice. They let you know in advance. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> they, they, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody expected it, but I mean, shoot, you well, you can't always say that because you remember the year. There was one year when you didn't get no trailers. Yeah, that was like a really weird time because I think we were also <laughs> waiting for Solo too, right? Because exactly. like Solo was so far off, there was like nothing to really have trailers for. And everybody thought we were going to get a te- teaser for Solo, but that's when they had all the drama mm-hmm. and we didn't get nothing. So it's a, it's a bit of give and take, but let's. Uh, there's no need to even prolong this anymore. I'm ready whenever you are because I know first, everybody knows what's on the docket first. All right, let's go. Let's talk. It's time to talk about Star Wars. Finally, I've been waiting for a long time. I've known Celebration has been coming up at this point, and I know we're going to be talking about it next week too because we still have the Mandalorian panel on Sunday. Yeah, but to but just a little bit earlier at eleven a.m. Central Time was the Star Wars Celebration panel for Episode Nine, where they released. The tr- teaser trailer, at least. Not the yeah, and the official title. trailer, but the teaser trailer and the title, which is man. Yeah. Well, look. I okay. First off, I I, I think it's it's best to inform our viewership, even though we try to keep it PG thirteen on this show, and I'm usually the one who brings it to R. But she be putting the notes, and he didn't want to say it. It's time for motherfucking Star Wars. He was excited. This is awesome. But yes, no. Okay. First off, I think that I think the title's important. Like. The yeah, title, I think it's essential. Yeah, I think the, the title to me, and and I watched the panel, Schubert did as well, and I, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I just think the title is very important, and I'm glad we got to know it. Just early thoughts. Love the panel. Was super yeah. excited about that. I was glad they streamed it. Shout out, to, shout out to Star Wars. And also, it was dope for once that something was in Central Time. So, like, it was actually yes. on our time. <laughs> We didn't have to wake up early to watch it or wait two hours. I was on the radio during it, though, so it wasn't very opportune time for me. But my God, imagine if it would have been at, like, 1 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, perfect. 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. It would be, like, um, the end of the night time. 
Oh, yeah, man. It should, yeah, it'd be, it'd, be getting, it'd be getting close there. But let's talk about it, man. What you want to talk about, the title, or you want to talk about the trailer first? Uh, let's talk about the title, because it kind of goes into the trailer. Well, right. so at the end of the trailer, you see that the title is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, which I think is a very awkward title, number one. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, not the Rise of the Skywalker. It's not the Rise of the Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. So maybe Skywalker here is going to be like the name of the new Jedi. Like that's one guess that I have in my head. If they're not going to go ahead and just retcon Ray being nobody and just make her a Skywalker. <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's go into it. Okay, so watching the panel, I legitimately wanted to hear what JJ had to say. And if you look, I could just be misreading the entire situation. If you love Last Jedi, don't be upset at me. But JJ really seems like he was he thought that he laid out a blueprint of where to go when he did Force Awakens. And it clearly, from his face to his word choice to his tone, seems like he did not care for where Rand Johnson took it at Last Jedi. And it seems like he's going to do some retconning. We've, we've been saying this, but it really does with words like... Uh, yeah, that last movie had, but like Force Awakens, like he kept bringing, like he would not acknowledge and he would never call it its name. He always would just say, "Oh, that last movie or that that other movie." He, but he would make sure he said Force Awakens. He didn't. He not. He not once did he mention Last Jedi by name. Major shade, huh? It, it felt like it to me. Yeah. And, Ka- and, and Kathleen couldn't do nothing. She was just laughing. She was just sitting there like, "Ah, did he?" It was just. It was. It was. It felt like like. Yo, like we made a mistake, and to me, after watching this trailer, I just want to know what JJ would have did second, because like it, it, it seems like he it has looks a totally dope. different. It, it looks like he has a totally different vision than what Ryan Johnson had. Well, I think he has an, a totally a different idea of what a Star Wars movie is supposed to be than Ryan Johnson does. You know, true, because very true. That that was always the difference. It, Star Wars: The Last Jedi wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't feel necessarily like a star wars movie that was the argument that I, I would i would go with and i know a lot of people agree yeah i don't no. i don't hate the last jedi no I don't think it's like that great of a star wars movie basically no, because with, it just seems like a two-hour extension of the force awakens and that was something that he made clear in that panel going forward this movie does not take place anytime near the last one he didn't mention which is good exactly, thank you he didn't mention how, how long the time skip is which, which I think it might be a couple months when people were hoping a couple years, but I think, we're, but nonetheless, we're getting a time. Skip. Did you just say he said nowhere near though? Yeah, he said it's not, it's not anywhere near the last. But to me, that's what I'm saying. Like I think it's at least going to give you a, at least a six month to year cushion. And see, that's what I was, I was thinking. If I had to best, if I had to bet my house on it, I would bet between six and eight months. I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm willing to go. I think it's between one to three years. I think it's Ooh. at least a year. See, I hope it's that. I I, I pray you're right, because that would be a lot cool, and we would. It would make sense why we can see Ray jumping over the freaking Tie Fighter, about to strike him. With the, yo, can we? All right. Well, I guess we could talk about the trailer if you're ready. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. So you said it right there. It pretty much starts with Ray out in the desert. You know, doing. You know, doing. Kind of was similar. It reminded me so much of the Force Awakens in general. So, like, first thing we see is Ray in the desert panting, and I'm like, "Up, oh, this is like Force Awakens." Ray's out in the desert again, and then we see a freaking Kylo Ren ship 
just hovering over the fr- over the ground, coming right at her. Like, what is this? Number one, why aren't you shooting, dude? Yeah. Like, because <laughs> you know what you, him. He, like, what are you he, trying to accomplish? He's like, I'm gonna run one. you. I'm gonna run her over. <laughs> but was that not super freaking cool? <clears throat> I know that was badass. But see, let me just me being nitpicky. The the and we talked about this off air. The lightsaber, it, it seems like it's just the same. And to me, yeah. if people saw pictures from the panel, she's walking with staffs throughout it. And my thing is this. Why not? And maybe maybe Marvel, maybe they pulled a Marvel and like gave us a misprint, but I don't think Star Wars does that in their trailers. I wish it would have been having her staff and then boom, she does like a pole vault technique. And then as she's flipping, lights that saber on the staff. It would just been dope, but it just seems like she has the regular old lightsaber. And like you said, it doesn't even seem like it, nothing happened to it. Yeah, and you, uh, I, I need to, I guess I'm, I'm kind of going through the trailer again, just trying to remember, but, you know, here's another theory. What if that whole sequence in the, in the desert planet right there is a dream, but then, it, you know, there is Finn and Poe, you do see an image of them looking like they're on a desert planet, but yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, what if it was just a dream? But no, because of the really cool sequence that I liked about this with Finn and Poe, at least, is that they're in that desert skiff similar to the Tatooine one in Return of the Jedi. So I think, you know, just like J.J. made nods to A New Hope in Force Awakens, I assume we're going to get a lot of Return of the Jedi nods here. I mean, heck, we saw the second Death Star at the end of the trailer. I mean, shoot. Also... It, it, it we also find finally get the big the new big three all together doing the movie. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. I mean, we're definitely seeing that they're going on an adventure here, and I like that they are sticking together because We've we never haven't seen, seen that. that. So not once, yeah. And the only other character I think that pops up besides Kylo Ren is Leia. Yeah, we see Leia. We get we see the warm embrace, and, and JJ talked about in the panel he. He he made sure to say it's not CGI. He yeah, that sure looks that looks real. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably I guess something they shot when JJ was doing Force Awakens. I assume the way he explained it was in the panel. He said that he when he was going through it, he didn't know how to make it at first, and he was looking at the old Force Awakens footage, and it just so happened that it worked where he was able to film stuff around that Force Awakens footage. But put it in it, it, the way he explained it is crazy. It's like he did some magic scientist stuff, but he basically filmed scenes around footage that he already had, spliced it in, and like wrote around it, and it just worked. He said that, that that's his word. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. So I mean, it, look, it looks pretty good, and I'm glad that we're gonna get to see Leia and maybe get some answers to that. Because this was supposed to be her send off, like seven For sure. is, is Hans. Eight is Luke's, and nine was supposed to be hers. Also, dope, Billy D. Williams is back. Yeah, he and Chewie are running the Falcon. We I called think, it. Yeah, and I think that's fitting. I, I know a lot of people are clamoring that, that's, that it definitely needed to happen that way. We don't know how it's all going to end. Maybe this is kind of a one-shot deal. Yeah, but, probably so. You know, I want to know what Billy and Chewie are doing, man. Like, what, what are, What's Lando and Chewie got cooking right now? And then you got to also think because Chewie was on that looking at the second Death Star crash with Ray, Poe, and Finn. So like, how is Chewie just bouncing around? Facts. I mean, maybe the big three is in the back of the Falcon. Maybe we're gonna get a whole Falcon scene with a good portion of a main cast, with, including Lando. Like That'd that would be, be that goes back to the nods of the original trilogy, which we really 
had a lot of scenes with our big three in the Falcon, and we pretty much had nothing with this group. So yeah, no. I think J.J. really knows how to appeal to the Star Wars base, as we've seen in Force Awakens with all the quote-unquote pandering, as the Twitter trolls would say. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think he gets it, and no, I'm excited. I'm excited. We, we got to talk about the, the, the major thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, who popped up at the end. Yeah, I wanted to. Is there anything? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Kylo Ren first. About oh yeah, yeah, the mask. You know, you were iffy on whether they retconned the, the scar or not, but from the picture, it looks like the scar is um, the same. The same. I, I'm I'm upset that we didn't pull up these pictures. You only pulled we only pulled up that one Kylo Ren picture, but there was a lot of pictures in that panel, oh, and well, I can't I'm really a, remember a, all of them. It, all we, right, had but, the, we had a new look at the creatures. That yeah. was like a major thing from the panel. Mm-hmm. They talked about how we're gonna get a lot of new creatures. They showed uh, hold on, I'm about to I'm about to have it, but they showed the new droid Dio, who is uh BB. He's also in the friend. trailer. And uh, but let me say this to uh fans out there who understand this reference: the only Dio I acknowledge is Dio Brando from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But let's continue moving. Let's continue moving on. They showed uh Ray touching Chewie on the head. They showed uh Kelly Marie Tran with Ray. Looking like at some battle station. They showed uh, Ray shooting a pistol at somebody. Ray with a staff. They showed Finn and Poe. Poe looking like a, a baller with his like scarf battleship resistance gear. They're showing him having a laugh. They show Finn is now a full-on resistance fighter. And they showed a picture of Naomi Aki, who we didn't mention, who people are speculating because it seemed like what they said at the panel, it seems like she may be Lando's daughter and not Finn's sister. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that's, if that's how they want to tie it in. I wouldn't mind if she was just someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> make her a new character. But I get it to why, okay, if you make her Finn's sister, you got to explain that pretty well. If you make her Lando's daughter, it's pretty easy to be like, oh, this is where Billy, Billy D's been. He's been having a family. For sure. I think that's way easier to explain than Finn's sister. I think that was a big stretch. Yeah, I forgot that rumor who we got that from, but like, it's, uh, I'm glad some of these things are being cleared up. For sure. I mean, we didn't, like you've said to me before we started getting into this, not a lot is revealed, but at least no, we, get at a, we get an image. And I feel like it's going to be where The Last Jedi was kind of very somber the whole time. Uh, this is at least going to have its up and down moments like The Force Awakens did. I mean, Force Awakens had its real dark, tense, serious moments, but it also had some really fun, lighthearted moments. Where the last Jedi's lighthearted moment was probably the worst part. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is gonna be like how Return of the Jedi felt like, oh, we're finally getting our wins. And like we in the and look, yeah. the Star Wars community needs their wins after after the last Jedi. For sure. And I think what JJ said this is gonna be really long, right? He said we're mm-hmm. pushing three, huh? Yeah, somewhere around there, between two and a half, three. Yeah, so I think we're gonna do a lot of Hopping around with planets and and places and people, which I'm excited for. That was my biggest complaint about the Last Jedi, because in a Star Wars movie, you travel the the galaxy, like that's part of the point. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And you see three different planets. We see the planet where the second Death Star crashed. We see the desert type planet, and then we see this almost underwater-looking gold mining town that some plane is going to. So we see three different locations. And none of those look like a battlefield, so I assume we're going to have another place that's going to, you know, 
have a battle have a at some point, yeah. or at least a, sh- a space battle, or you know, there's got to be some kind of big climactic battle at some point in this. It says the saga is going to end, even what though that. A, what if it's a, just a big Jedi battle? Like, yo, what if it's just a big like Kylo Ren's like, f this. I'm coming for you, Ray. And they just have a big battle at the end. But I don't know. I guess it could be that wherever that planet was that he has that, you know, that badass planet. tank down. Yeah. But also, we... They, see, it's so hard to predict what's coming because not only did they not show much, but also the last, uh... The last, uh, scene, pretty much, is Palpatine laughing. Yeah, that was crazy. I really... I like I like how it was set up like that too because you had Luke kind of narrating in the background is like we're we've taught you all that we can you're all that's left and then at the very end you kind of get like no one's ever really gone and then you get the laughter yep and that's the one thing with uh, Jedi and Sith that's always been the question and Jedi of course can come back as ghosts but Sith have never really been able to do that before. So the idea of Palpatine coming back is absolutely insane and kind of plays to him being, I think, the biggest play, the biggest person in this whole thing. It ends up almost being the Palpatine saga at the end of it instead of the Skywalker saga. Because it's who funny. else has been through the whole, whole, the whole thing? And it's if he ends funny. up having pulled the strings at the end of this, he'd be like, oh, well, he done pulled the strings for everything. Everything he first saw everything but his own demise in the sixth movie, but it mean maybe it wasn't even his demise. Maybe it was just another thing he set up. You see, there, there there's a way that I see this going, and it would be perfect harmony since they are trying to bring him back, and they're yeah. calling this the rise of Skywalker. It would just be metaphorical speaking. What if because everybody's thinking that Ray's gonna be a Skywalker, and this was the prediction that I loved back at Force Awakens. Not Obi Wan, but what if she's pal- what if she's a Palpatine, and like oh yeah, if, like what if she is a Palpatine, but in terms of Rise of the Skywalker, she took the, the she she chose who her family was. She followed Luke and Leia, and she took on their mantle. And it, it's 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 actually Kylo Ren that's following Palpatine. It would just be a good mirror of like oh Ray's a Palpatine, but she followed Luke, and Kylo is the the continuous of the Skywalker who gets corrupted by this man. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a way to think about it too. I, there's definitely so many questions going into that, and now that we know that Palpatine's voice in, is in there, it's going to cause even, more speculations popped, going. He, he I mean, he was yeah, the, yeah, he was at yeah. the panel, yeah. He popped I up mean, at the end of the trailer and was like, "Run it back!" <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> no way! Oh yeah, man, I did, missed that part. He did the Palpatine laugh, and he was like, "Run it back!" That's awesome. No, yeah, it was ba- it was dope. Like the, the, I, I'll give them the credit. The panel was dope. Stephen Colbert did a good job. Just the way they set everything up, really, really excited. And it has me excited for episode nine. Yeah, of course. This is the first day that we're getting into it. Of course, we've probably seen it a few times already. I've seen it about a dozen, uh, but we're going to be watching it more and more and more and have more and more thoughts, speculations, and more to say about it in the coming weeks. I'm just excited to talk about Mandalorian next week. Yeah, man, as, as, as we learn more information, because, like, look, you guys are hearing this a couple hours after the trailer's been released. I know there's going to be news and, and, and stuff, because I'm sure Benioff and Weiss is going to get announced. I'm sure, like Shuby said, the Mandalorian stuff. There's a lot more Star Wars we're going to have to talk next week, as well as I'm sure Star Wars Newsnet is going to have a bunch of rumors about this trade, a bunch of stuff coming out. And we're, and we're going to be talking about Star Wars probably until 
the, the movie gets released. There's people out there that'll be rewatching and rewatching that trailer, putting it on pause, zooming in and being like, oh, look at this right here. You see Kylo Ren has this ring on. That means that he's the leader of the Ky- Knights of Ren. Like, bro, like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, Stuff like, like that's that. What I, that's what we were talking about off air because I was like super excited to talk about this. But like, really, they did. They showed us nothing and showed us everything at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was everything that you needed to know that this is going to be the Star Wars movie that you're expecting. And nothing as in you didn't you don't really know what's it about yet. Yeah, you, know, about. you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. But that's all I got. Uh, but yeah, so the last thing in Star Wars that's coming out that we know is going to be the Cassian Andor series. And that was announced with everything from Disney Plus this week. As Disney Plus is going to be six ninety nine. Ooh, that's a good price. Dope, dope, pay, dope. Or you could pay sixty nine ninety nine for the year. I think people are speculating that once it gets full and like once it gets to like Netflix level, the price will definitely go up. But for right oh, now, I'm sure. whatever. Well, especially or no, I mean Disney does not need the money to help make more content. Like they really don't. And if they really wanted to be smart and like really beat Netflix. Keep it at six ninety nine and keep putting out great stuff. Like, well, if they keep it at that price, I'm pretty sure everyone on in America is going to have it. Yeah, no, you're uh, absolutely right. There's going to be Why no, no, go ahead. There's going to be no reason for anyone not to, I guess, steal it from their friends and relatives. I mean, it's just be like, oh, six ninety nine. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Like, exactly. I've, I've seen so many people just say that. Like, they're not. They're like, oh, I'm not going to ask you to buy it, and then I'll watch it off yours. As most people usually ask, I'm but, sure Disney's gonna have a limit on that. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna introduce like some kind of technology. Yeah, because the the 6.99 price point is is kind of making me think. Oh, you're right. Like everybody's gonna have to have this because they're gonna come out with some way where it's like one computer watching or one device watching at a time. If not, y'all y'all can't watch. I mean, shoot, if Alexa's are listening to us, I'm sure they can find a way. No, uh, you know. But I, let, let's go over some of the stuff. The price point is great. Here are some of the day one things when it comes out on November the 12th that you'll be able to watch. You'll be able to watch ma- majority of the Disney animated catalog as well as majority of Pixar that comes with it. You're going to have all, the entire Simpsons catalog because of the Fox deal. You're and you're going to have other Fox stuff like Malcolm in the Middle and yep. uh, you know, other TV shows that came on Fox. You're also going to get Mandalorian, the Star Wars TV show that's dropping day one. Lady and the Tramp, the live action movie, is dropping as well day one. So it shows that not only they're going to have series, but they're going to bring movies that might necessarily don't need to go on the big screen. Let's put it on the streaming service. So that's some of the day one stuff that you're going to be getting with this Disney Plus service. There's going to be a Jeff Goldblum docuseries called The World According to Goldblum. Crazy. And you know people are going to die over that. Uh, the Princess Bride's gonna be on there. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, they're gonna have all of the Disney Channel shows, like the Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, and as well as 100 Disney Channel original movies. That's fire. That's I'm fire. Gonna watch, I'm gonna watch Brink at least twice <laughs> in the upcoming months. That's so fire. They're gonna definitely gonna have a lot of new things coming out too. I know they're gonna have like new Phineas and Ferb movies. High School Musical, um, the series. Yeah, they're going to do a holiday movie starring Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader, Billy Eichner, and Shirley MacLaine called Noel. They're going to do a Pixar short called Lamp Life. And that's going to be starring Toy Story's Bo Peep. 
And I'm um, doing a behind the scenes Frozen 2 documentary. We did. We have. We talked about this already, but they're definitely going to do the WandaVision, the yep. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany series. They're definitely doing Loki starring Tom Hiddleston, which I think we talked about that's being a prequel. Well, obviously, because. Yeah, he's, he's just dead. narrating. Yeah. Um, and uh, the one that I was really interested in that I saw is Marvel's What If, an animated series that with its first installment will ask, what if Peggy Carter, not Steve Rogers, took the super soldier serum? That's going to be dope, and they're going to get every – and this is going to sound a certain type of way, but it's true. They're, they're playing to the demographic of what's new, and people want to see different styles, content. They want to see different stories with different people in it. There's the, the comic book women community is going to eat that up. Oh, yeah. I mean that's a super crazy thing, and it, it kind of plays to uh, – well, the, the DC Elseworlds – but not not only that, it kind of there's even stuff on Netflix that right now that ask all the what ifs. We're gonna be talking about another story later on that asks about what if. Like that's just definitely the trend right now to tell stories with characters that we know and love and to completely spin their stories in a different direction. I wouldn't be so, surprised if we see what if Shuri was Black Panther instead of uh, instead of T'Challa. Probably so. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Or something like uh, what if. Pepper was it Iron Man, I guess, instead of Tony. Kind of yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna see that. Um, yeah, and we mentioned the High School Musical series, and they're also making a Frozen Two documentary series. But, I mean, heck, they're gonna have everything. Yeah, absolutely no, did, everything. Did, did we mention Star Girl? Uh, see, I we didn't, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but that's gonna be a movie on there, and Timothy or Timmy Failure. Which is going to be it, another one. Let me just let the DC fans know it's not that show with uh that's no on the DC universe. It's not that. No, no, no. no. Yeah, so it's something completely different. But yeah, no, Disney's about to take over. Yeah, and we de- we have some more Disney Plus stories going in uh, later on in the show, so we'll just wait on those. But I forgot until we were talking about the Star Wars trailer. But hey, there was a Lion King trailer this week too. Yes, man, and and, and that was dope. Got, we got the first look at Scar. Got to look at Timon and Pumbaa. We got looks at like how this movie's gonna look and look looks on how it looks like how they're gonna talk. It, it shows this movie's gonna be basically what we wanted. It's gonna be the animated movie, but with actual animal. It's, it's Jungle Book. Well, it's Jungle, Jungle Book, yeah. Yeah. So like, I saw people. I saw artsy people on Twitter complaining like, "Oh, look at them." Like, why didn't Timon and Pumbaa and, and Simba's neck move like it did in the anime? They just wiped all the love from it, like. What did you expect? Like, what did y'all expect? This is you asked for a live action Lion King. They wanted to give you the real animals, and they did that. Like, what did you expect them to do? If they would have did something like Detective Pikachu, people would have lost their minds. For sure, for sure. I mean, like, I it would have been that, a lot worse. I mean, they did their thing. They, I, it's going to be interesting. I think what's going to what excites me more about this than the Jungle Book is that it looks more true to the story. Yeah, this looks like where a Jungle Book kind of kind of strayed away from that a little bit. It took some liberties, and I'm sure John yeah. Favreau is going to have that in there. He's going to have some some different songs. He's going to have some things that are his own. But for the most but part, but I mean, we saw essential like, cuts in that trailer that were, you know, scene by scene from the original movie. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Not denying that at all. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought we should mention that because that was a really exciting trailer that came out this week too. Yeah, no, super super dope. So shout out to Lion King. Can't wait for that. Look, ladies and gentlemen, Shazam is getting a sequel 
David Sandberg is re- in, in line to return, as well as his partner who directed it with him. They're bringing back the same writing team there because they made it clear that like they have to get on the ball because of the ages of the characters, something we talked about last week. Also, Loki, The Rock. The Rock came out of nowhere and just dropped a bombshell on everybody on Twitter, like on, on Instagram, like, oh yeah, I produced that movie. Shout out to Zach. Shout out to everybody involved. I mean, oh, we, de- <laughs> we decided that in the beginning, instead of telling two origin stories in one movie, we're going to separate it and then bring our heroes together. He made it known that, like, look, we're about to start work. We're starting to work on the Black Adam movie, the script's in, and we're about to start getting ready to go. So who knew that The Rock was still, like, we all was like, oh, is The Rock still Black Adam? Hopefully. But nobody actually knew, and The Rock was like, hold on, this movie made a lot of money. Rotten Tomatoes loved it. I made a good decision, and look, we're about to do this Black Adam movie. The Rock's like, hold on, guys. I was I was in on this. I knew what was going on. Like, I mean... <laughs> I'm a I mean, producer. I'm a producer here. Like, you know, I, I got my give hands. My love. Yeah, give me some love. I'm The Rock. <laughs> I'll give you some love, The Rock, because Shazam was great, and I'm glad that you're in on this and you're excited about it, and we're going to get a Black Adam movie, which I think is really cool because we don't really have a lot of villain-centric movies besides that Joker one, but this is going to be, like, more true to tale. Yeah, see, it's, it's interesting because the way I think it's going to go because he said the way he chose his words carefully and he said the fact that they're going to tell black black adam's origin and they and they gave an easter egg of that in shazam of showing him in in egypt or what is the dc actual civilization of kondok and if you play injustice or if you read the comics you know what kondok is that's black adam's home and black adam is quote unquote a pharaoh of that home and he gets the powers of shazam but he was at first he was a slave and he fought to free his people. He, he got the powers of Shazam and became the Pharaoh. And we see his ultimate demise of power corrupting him. So if it's going to be a, a actual... I, I feel like this is The Rock's redemption at Scorpion King. Low-key. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> like, I mean, just, just got, what Black Adam is. Well, I just think this is The Rock really buying into his comic book role. Yeah. And... and really kind of honing into his wrestler persona as well. Cause he's always kind of been this fun loving, nice guy. And a lot of the movies he's done, not saying like, you know, it's skyscraper rampage. He wasn't a badass, but, and in other movies he's been a badass, but for the most part, we kind of get like the softer tones of the rock. Now oh, we're going to get the a, villainous rock. And see, he also picked his words carefully because I really think they're going to push the idea of how black Adam was a, slave and then how he really he, he rose to free his people because he said the word anti-hero at least three times in that ig video so you're right we're gonna see his villainous but i also think this movie more than when we see black adam actually meet shazam i think when we see them actually meet we'll see full-on villainous rock but i think this movie will be his fall into vill- i think we'll see what you want at the end of the movie yeah but i mean i want the stuff in the beginning of the movie too i want to know it's the great thing about Thanos was that you identified with his cause. Yeah. Like you, maybe you didn't agree, but, but you, you could definitely relate. related to what his thought process is. Yeah. And that, and, 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 and that, and that, that in his did. head that he thinks he's doing right by the world. I think like that's the case that you really need with a good villain. Like sometimes you have your psychotic villains, aka the Joker, that are great, and I love a lot of those villains as well that come out of complete nuttiness. But sometimes it's essential to have a villain that with a 
with a purpose. Killmonger. No, this is, this is another is example. This is going to be one of those villains that people are going to be like, damn, I, I feel him. Because, like, he started sure. off as trying to liberate his people, and it just happened that power corrupted yeah, I'm really excited to see how that all turns out. I'm, and I'm glad that David F. Sandberg is sticking around to do it because he put together a good first movie. Let's keep it rolling. Well, he's doing the Shazam sequel. We don't know who's doing the Black well, I, Adam movie. I'm a, I, I meant for Shazam 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, word, word, 100%. And we also don't know if Shazam 2 will be Black Adam versus Shazam or if it will be Mr. It's got to be. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it is because there's no way you can't delay that any longer, especially if the Rocks movie is going to come out first. Unless, it, un, yeah, unless Shazam Two is coming first. It, yeah, it all depends on how they lay this out. Because yeah. if Shazam Two comes out first and they set up the Mister Mind stuff where we finish out Billy being a kid, and then like, all right, now it's time for him to fight the big boy, Black Adam, and then we get his movie first. It's going to be interesting to see how they lay this all out. But and, and like we said uh, last week, you've got to run up the timetables because you're dealing with the kid actors. Yeah, and, and, and that's something that both David Sandberg and his directing partner, I'm sorry I'm forgetting his name right now, but that's something that they mentioned specifically in their interview. It's like, we got to kind of hurry up and make these because these kids are growing up. Yeah. Because they won't, because that was the main question was like, you if you wait two, three years, they won't look nowhere near the same. Like, the little girl will be... 10 like she'll be grown be like growing up she'll be like almost she'll be losing teeth yeah and, and she might have braces like will and will jack dylan grazer and, and and uh billy be like going through 18 year old 17 year old puberty you know we don't know that, one of them might be ripped exactly that's something that you can't like really guess so they have to hurry up and make these movies but next up we got idris elba this is something that happened a couple weeks ago and i'm, I'm shocked that we didn't put it in the docket and when Schubert told me, like, this was on the news, I was like, wait, what? But he was like, yo, we never talked about it. He's right. Idris Elba is not playing Deadshot. It's confirmed that he's getting a new character. And uh, James Gunn posted pictures of Ostrander's run. And if you look, if you read between the tea leaves, in Ostrander's run, one of the main characters that's not that leads the team that's not Deadshot is Bronze Tiger. For those who don't know who Bronze Tiger is, Bronze Tiger is an anti-hero in the DC world. Sometimes he works with Batman. Sometimes he fights Batman. It just depends on who he's working with. But he's the guy, he's one of the best martial artists in the DC universe. He's someone that when Batman was going through his training, it depends on which like origin you, you subscribe with Batman. But it was said that Bronze Tiger was at the martial arts. Like he, he studied on the same dojo as Batman when Batman was becoming who Batman is. So it's going to be, uh, look, I, I don't know who else Idris Elba could play besides Bronze Tiger. I like that being the idea, but I think what this kind of tells us, and from what I know confirmed, is that Margot said she was going to come back, right? Yeah, she's coming back. All right, so she, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Viola's and, coming back. And Viola Davis. Like, that, that's really the only three confirmed. And, well, no, and they said that Rick Flag is coming back now. Okay, he, they, so that's four. It. Yeah. And so so that kind of makes me think we might just get a whole different group. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone's going to be different. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, James Dunn, he, he's not even calling I Suicide Squad. I want Captain Squad. Cold. It's, he's not even going to be called Suicide It's not even going to be called Suicide Squad 2. It's called the Suicide Squad. What they need to do is they need to just get rid of that name completely and go with the OG name from Ostrander. If you're going to mirror it off for Ostrander, just mirror it all the way and call it Task Force X. Like, get away from the... If you want to get away from what David Ayer did, call it Task Force X. Don't even bother with the, calling it the Suicide Squad. Maybe they'll change it, because, I mean, there's still time, but... 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, I it's definitely gonna be a whole new cast of people. This is this is James Gunn's movie. This is no way gonna reflect what was happening besides Viola retaining, Harley Quinn being there, and having Rick Flag or Boomerang come back. Which is yes, confusing I know for the general audience, but very exciting for someone who really is wanting to see a Suicide Squad done right. Yeah, facts. I'm excited for this because Idris is going to bring a level of gravitas to this. Like Idris, like see, I get why they want to make him not Deadshot because it's kind of slight to Will because Idris's Deadshot will be definitely like if Idris was Deadshot, it it wouldn't have been like Will's. No, it would definitely be different. Like I think, I, and and I don't know if Warner Brothers wants to sever the relationship with the Smiths by making Idris Deadshot. So just give Idris Bronze Tiger and let him let him do that vicious thing that he was gonna do with Deadshot over there, because it'll work the same and it, it'll fit his persona a little bit better too, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm definitely hoping for more Suicide Squad news to come. Maybe a name change. We'll see. But I'll. When I've described the podcast to some people, they'll ask me, like, well, you know, what's, like, y'all's taste? And I'll be like, well, we're both really into Adam Driver. Facts. Adam Driver not only had one great trailer today with Star Wars, but there's another great trailer out you should check out. The Dead Don't Die. Super dope, man. If you're into, see, when Shuby sent me this, I was like, oh, man, Adam Driver's doing a horror movie. And I was so excited that it wasn't. Sorry, horror fans out there. But it was one of these zombie comedies with Bill Murray, and it was funny. Like, oh, yeah. Comedy, comedy Selena movies. Gomez is in it. it. It has a beautiful cast. Tilda Swinton, Danny Glover. So Tilda Swinton's people. playing like a samurai, which is dope. She's playing like, yeah, it seems like she's Kill Bill. Steve Buscemi. Exactly. Danny Glover. Rosie beautiful Perez. Cast. Beautiful, beautiful cast. And it just shows, like, my thing when I watch comedy trailers is, do they have all the jokes in the trailer? Is the trailer truly funny? Like, or is it they're just showing me things that are directly funny from the movie? This trailer was funny all the way throughout, and it and it didn't feel like they sh- blew their load, so to speak. Yeah, I agree with that. I just I really like this pairing with Adam Adam Driver and Bill Murray. This they seem like a really good pair. They got this very dry humor, humor in this yeah. movie, where they're you know very similar to what I thought was really funny about his black Klansman persona. I, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but just some of the, the ways that he would try and like talk, I would be cracking up with his dryness. Yeah, no, he adds his own flair of humor to it. And it works really well playing against Bill Murray. For sure. I think uh, you, everyone should go check out this trailer. I know a lot of people in our kind of space that I've seen on Twitter are really into it. And I'm, I'm with them. I think this is going to be a movie that I definitely want to check out. No, I'm right there with it's you. It's coming out this summer in June, June 14th. So just a couple on, months. Be on the lookout for The Dead Don't Die. Uh, another thing that I saw in the news is they're making another Cinderella movie. Ugh. So, Sony Pictures has gotten Camilla, Cabello, Camilla Cabello to star in a in a K-Canon written, directed retelling of Cinderella. A.K.A. we don't have the rights to the IP, so you know what we're going to do? We're just going to take the story. It's that, probably... That, uh, it's going to be hit like some new modern age in like New York or like some... some like She's going to be like in the Bronx, uh, the, the, someplace where the Dominicans or, or, or people from Latin American culture live in, in New York. I feel like that's what's going to be, and we're going to get like 
this new it's gonna be like you remember the brandy cinderella thing yeah kind of but i mean like listen to the rest of the of the bit i mean you got it's gonna be from the original idea of james corden corden and leo perlman are uh, behind this the new Cinderella is going to be a music-oriented version of the traditional tale of an orphan girl with an evil stepmother. I think it's going to be way more like Into the Woods. Oh, okay. Where it was so singy. You know, it's pretty much like a musical. It's almost just like a musical on screen. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I'll take uh, – Is I, I'll agree. I'll concede that you're, you, I think it's going to be half my idea, half and, yours. And the way that they get around – the uh, Disney IP is that they do the version of the play. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, no, that, that, that'll that work. Shout out to uh, James Corden getting in the uh, musical and acting realm. Cause, like, I mean, he was in Into the Woods. Oh, he was. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Damn, okay. Well, look, pe- I know people are going to eat this up, so, hey, shout out, to, shout out to James Corden and Camilla Cabello. Well, let's get into the next Disney Plus story. Yeah, Monsters, Inc. is getting its own show on Disney+. Plus. The show will follow Tyler Tussman, voiced by Ben Feldman, an eager and talented young mechanic on the Monsters, Inc. facilities team who dreams of working his way up to the factory last floor to become the jokester alongside his idols, Mike and Sully. Billy Crystal and John Goodman will return as the Monster Best Friend pairing for the series, which is slated to premiere on Disney+, Plus in 2020. Uh, several original cast members returning, including John Ratzenberg's Yeti, Jennifer Tilly, Celia May, and Bob Peterson's Roz. They will be joined by newcomers Kelly Marie Tran as Val Little, Tyler's uh, lifelong friend and confidant, Henry Winkler as Fritz, the scatterbrained boss of the operation, Lucas Neff, who will voice Duncan, an opportunistic plumber, Al Alana Ubach as Cutter, uh, the officious ruler follower, and Stephen Stanton as Smitty and Needleman, the bubbling consodian team. Uh, Aisha Tyler will voice Tyler's mom, Millie Tussman, produced by Disney Television Animation. The series picks up six months after the original story of Monsters, Inc. Power Plant now harvesting the laughter of children to fuel the city of Monstropolis, thanks to Mike and Scully's discovery that laughter generates ten times more energy than screams. This sounds interesting, man. Yeah, I'm glad that they're going to take one of the movies that we all love, like Monsters, Inc., and put us into that world and give us a totally different story. Yep, expand the universe. This just shows where the Disney Plus streaming service could go. We can. It's get... showing it. Well, they're showing us where they want to go. I mean, they're showing yeah. us with Marvel that they want to explore some of the characters that we can't get the movies for, and give them a platform. We want to get involved into our universes that we really didn't have a chance to explore before because we were really only able to tell one story. I agree with you two thousand percent. And I love this story, but can I can I can I throw some shade real quick? Just just sure. me being just me being shade. As great as the Monsters universe is, and as great as people love it, tell me why we we're not getting an Incredibles TV show. Just 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 tell me why. We're not there yet, bro. I feel like that. Like if you announce because the movie didn't do successful, if you announce that look, we're gonna give you the true story where we see the kids grow up. And we see what we will actually should have gotten between now and then. And we actually get them like maybe season two, there's a time skip. And we see Dash grow up. We see Violet grow up. That, I feel like that would kill. I agree. But I think they kind of uh, messed that up. Yeah, I, oh, 100%. They're not, they're not going to retcon their own movie. No, 100%. But that's why I said started after the second one. And now that superhero society is like in full bloom, 
Like, now you can actually show them being a family of heroes, and we can get different villains. My, my, whole, my whole philosophy with that is that they just don't want to tap into what they have at Marvel. They just oh. are like, we are so secure with our with our Disney animation world and telling other animation stories that we'll just leave the superhero stuff to Marvel. That is See, their deal. And I feel like, and I, I, you might be right. You, you really might be right with that. And I just feel like they just don't understand what they have in Incredibles. And I get they got Fantastic Four back, but the Incredibles are truly the Fantastic Four. Like, if we want to call a spade a spade. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I'm at the end of the day, I'm just really excited with what Disney Plus has got going on here. Oh no, 100. That was just me. That was just me throwing a throwing a curveball in the situation. Yeah. I love this. I love this story because it just it gives me hope that like we get other things like this. I just don't want them to tap into that Toy Story well because they've been tapping into that too much. Yes, and I think that's still coming because I even saw in some of the Disney Plus stuff that they're going to have like well, we mentioned that they're going to have the Bo Peep thing. Yeah, and we saw that Forky is gonna have like a short. Oh my god! See, they're, they're, oh, they're gonna as much so like the, they'll, forever, they'll probably they'll probably beat that with stick. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. For every cool story like this, we're gonna get a Forky. We got Forky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get, we're gonna get a, a cash grab. Of course, we're gonna do that. Like we, this is sixty ninety nine. We're trying to get everybody. <laughs> I see Disney out there, but next. Oh no, no. Next up is you, brother. Yeah, I was gonna say, Lyndon, do you uh, like American Horror Story? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on it. Like, I've watched it a couple times throughout my my dating career. <laughs> Different women that I've been with have <laughs> loved this show, but I like, in terms of myself sitting down and watching this through and through, I think I might have watched season one. Season one was kind of good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even hate, but, I, but um, I'm interested in this story. Yeah, there are definitely seasons of American Horror Story that I like, and there's ones that I haven't seen because I haven't been particularly interested in. One of them being that whole one last last time. Oh yeah, wasn't that the Donald Trump one? I guess so. I don't. I didn't really watch it, oh, but okay. I knew it had something to do with elections. But it was more. I think it was called Cult. That's what. It was oh okay. Called. Oh all right, all right. But uh, it's really kind of what drives me when picking an American Horror Story season to watch. Because I, when it comes to horror movies, I really like either you know serial killer slashers, or something, something haunted like. Because I will say, hands down, my favorite American Horror Story season is American Horror Story Roanoke, and that I don't know if you saw that one, but it was where they had, uh, it was way horror elements, very ghosts and not, not slasher, but I as a horror fan and a horror slasher fan and this title for american horror story is 1984 we're going back yeah. to 80s slashers horror films we're going back to summer camp baby i'm excited for this and i and i i i feel like yes we're gonna get that i feel like there's gonna be some ryan murphy is all about putting symbolism and like hiding things you're telling me with the name 1984 we're gonna not take that figuratively as well with like George Orwell and like with the time that we're in right now, I just feel like it's gonna tie what you like about the sl- like that slash stuff. But I feel like there's gonna be undertones of that as well. Uh, probably so. I mean, there's always different angles to things going on in the American Horror Story season, so I wouldn't be surprised if it meant multiple meanings in that respect. Mainly, we're gonna get that Friday the Thirteenth '80s vibe. But there could be a yeah. very um, 
1984 Big Brother aspect to it all as it ties in. No, I'm I'm with you on that. And if that's the case, then they they might have me at season nine. Like crazy. All I know is that this is going to make me watch the season premiere. No, for sure. I'm gonna definitely check it out as along with you. But Uh, but there's another show. Or do you have something else to say about American Horror Story? Oh no, no, I didn't. Uh, There's another series coming to HBO. It's going to be a mini series. And it's going to star Winona Ryder, John Turtentau, Anthony Boyle, Zoe Kazan, Morgan Spector, Caleb Malice. Uh, is that Malice or Malls? Malice. And at, as, she, as he Robertson. And they're going to ensemble the, this miniseries called Plot Against America. And it's from the uh, David Simon. Si- Simon and Ed Burns are going to executive produce the show along with Joe Roth, Nina K. Noble, Megan Ellison, and others. The project will um, is going to be co-exec produced by Dennis Stratton and the late Phil Roth. Based on Roth's novel, the six-part series will imagine an alternate American history told through the eyes of a working-class Jewish family in New Jersey as they watch the political rise of Charles Lindbergh, an aviation hero and xenophobic populist, who becomes president and turns the nation towards fascism. Well, HBO seems like you and David Simon are doing it again. Right. Yeah. Shout out to David Simon, creator of The Wire. Like, just he. I, I'm gonna watch this just based upon him being involved. Right. I mean, The Wire is one of the iconic shows of HBO. Kind of, if you watch certain documentaries like uh, the CNN 2000s, The Wire kind of started a revolution with HBO. It was one of those marquee HBO shows, along with The Sopranos, that was must-watch television. If you look at HBO's career. The biggest shows would be Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, and The Wire. And Veep. And, yeah, Veep on the comedy scale, for sure. And if, if we want to say the comedy scale, cannot talk about um, the show with, uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Those are the biggest shows in HBO history. So if David Simon's doing something again for HBO, you know I'm watching. And this sounds dope, because like, we're getting all these man in the high castle alternative American history Pretty stories. Pretty much. So let's see what this is. And for those who don't know who Charles Lindbergh is, he's, he was the guy who piloted the Spirit of St. Louis the mm-hmm. that made that flight from America across the – or was it was something – it was almost around the world or something like that. He had to go to Paris. Oh, okay. Didn't it blow yeah. – oh, no, that's the hint. Of that. No, he, yeah. it, it, there was an issue, but he didn't die. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking of something else. All right, next up, we have another, the final Disney Plus story. Hawkeye Disney Plus is is coming. The Hawkeye Disney Plus series is coming. It's gonna feature him and Kate Bishop. Also, Winter and Falcons of uh, Winter and a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is officially coming to Disney Plus as well. We got to see a picture of what their logo would be. Shuby, which one are you more excited for, Hawkeye or Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, probably, probably. Hawkeye. Ooh, interesting. Um, I'm I've I've been vocal about this before. I don't really like the character of Winter Soldier. I'm not particularly f- interested. Um, but I am kind of interested in Hawkeye because it's someone that we don't really dwell with a lot, and we're gonna get a lot of in this new movie. So I'm I- assuming that a lot of people are gonna be agreeing with me in two weeks. Probably so. My thing is with this Hawkeye series, I hope it's Matt Fraction's comic book run. Where you have Kate Bishop in there, where you where you see well, Hawkeye we know Kate Bishop's going to be in there. 
And that's my thing. If, if you're going to do a Hawkeye series, you have to do it on the best Hawkeye comic, and that is the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. So if it's that, I'm going to be more excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. But I will say this. I've read, actually, some Winter Soldier comics where he teams up with Falcon or where he teams up with other people. It's always a super spy. Like I, that, I'm, I'm, as, as much as Hawkeye is probably going to be, people are going to think it's going to be the spy series. I'm actually thinking Hawkeye is going to be the family. Like One thing is going to be Arrow. Yeah, like, exactly. He's training this young girl to be his sidekick. I'm thinking Falcon and Winter Soldier is, like, the secret agent. Like, that's the, the, the show that we really want Hawkeye to be, but I think it's going to be more so. What well, we wanted Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be. Yeah, like, I, it's going to be, like, <laughs> secret agent. Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier are about to get into some shit, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, so, so, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm really reversed. excited to see what Falcon does, for sure. I mean, I'm a huge Falcon fan. Falcon's going to be the good cop. Like, Falcon is the guy that's going to keep the moral high ground. Whereas so is it almost going to be, like, like, lethal weapon? I'm, I'm, I mean, probably so. Like, if you want to call a spade a spade. Because lethal weapon meets a, uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's what that is. Schubert, that, Winter Soldier, it, Riggs, or, uh, Falcon, Murtaugh. Like, that. yeah. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. <laughs> okay, okay. That's interesting. But I, I, I guess... What makes me drawn to this whole Hawkeye thing is the unknown of this Endgame scenario. Like, True. Is, are we going to find out what if Kate Bishop and Hawkeye knew each other before Endgame? Well, you or want me is it going to be some? You want me to well, I mean, from the comics? Well, the comics aren't always going to be what they tell, and we no, still no, don't true. know. When we still don't know who that little girl is in the thing, I think it's his daughter. You want me to tell you how the Ronin thing actually ties into the whole Kate Bishop thing? I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Like, doesn't he, that her death spawn it? No, it's uh, no Ronan. It's it's he loses someone important to him. Not necessarily Kate Bishop. It, Probably it's, his family. It's, either, it's his family or it's his daughter in real life. And then he becomes Ronan. Kate Bishop's a girl who is a rich girl who's a fan of of Hawkeye in the Avengers because her friends are always like Tony Stark, and but she's like, nah, I like Hawkeye because he's like his morality. And then she sees him being Ronan, and she's like, what? So she starts training and like takes the name Hawkeye and convinces him to go back to being Hawkeye. And it's like they they share the name. It's just some weird shit, man. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that that's the case because I'd rather see it post Endgame than some kind of prequel. That's what I'm. That, that's what I think this. I think this series is gonna be a post. And I say the same thing with Falcon Winter Soldier too. Like I think with did was it uh, the Wandavision that we were talking about might end up being a prequel. Yeah, WandaVision and Loki are the only two that I think are going to be prequels. Well, Loki's confirmed. WandaVision, yeah. I think, is going to take place during the time between Civil War and Endgame. And Infinity War. In Infinity War, where we see their adventures together. But I think Hawkeye and Winter Soldier, doing being that they're the ones that seem like they're going to come in 2020, I feel like they're the post-Endgame uh, series. Yeah, well then... I think, like we said before with the Monsters, Inc. thing, man, Disney is definitely firing on all cylinders with this Disney Plus thing. And it's, oh, it's, they're it, killing it. It's a must-buy. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. Like, if you're not a, a Star Wars fan, if you're not a Disney fan, Marvel's going to get you. If you're not a Marvel fan and not a Disney fan, Star Wars is going to get you. Low-key, if you're not any of those fans but love The Simpsons... That's gonna. That's all. This is the only place you can stream The Simpsons. Like it's crazy how many different levels of fandom that Disney's gonna attract to this. Well, I just think it's gonna be the essential thing for all households because it meet it meets everyone's requirements. 
Yeah, it really does. You have, you have things for the mom, you have things for the dad, you have things for the kids. All ages. All ages. Yep, nope, I agree. But speaking on streaming services and casting and things of that nature, yo, Titans, Titans, yeah, Titans not playing with y'all next season. Titans said, you know what? Season one, we, y'all thought we did cameos in season one. You thought Schubert was mad at the people we had in season one. But let's, let, let's, let's bring season two up a notch. Not only are we going to have Deathstroke, not only are we going to have Jericho, not only are we going to have Ravager, not only are we going to have Connor Kent, Superboy, Oh, we're getting Batman. <laughs> oh, I mean, you think I'm going to be upset about that? No, I, thought, I was kind of expecting that since we already did see Batman, basically. I mean, we're getting we might Batman. as well be having him at this point. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, with Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol's just thrown so many things at me. Just thrown stuff at the wall. And, like, it's just been like, here, do you like this? And I'm just like, yeah, I like it. Let's let's keep rolling. So, like, if, if this is what Titans wants to do, like, I'm all for this whatever DC streaming service is thrown out. So it's just like, if, if he, and I like the actor. I mean, I love his role in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Ian, to... Ian, Glenn, Ian Glenn is playing him, playing Batman. Yeah, Ian Glenn, he's uh, the guy who plays, um, Joe, what's his name, Jorah, Jorah Mormont. Yeah, Jorah Mormont. Who's one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones? My whole thing is, we, me and Chuba talked about this off air. Is are we gonna like age him up a little bit? Are we gonna make him be old? Like that's my my quest because if we're getting I, Ian Glenn, I, mean, I feel like Jordan, he's pretty. I think like he's pretty old. Well, but how old is, is he? Is he Batman Beyond old? Like what? No, like, no. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, sir. Well, that's not he, where we're at. I mean, the, you got to think about the ages of everyone. I mean, he's that, this is okay. Jason Todd, Batman. So he should be forty. I think that's his age. Oh, then, but that's my thing. Are we gonna have to give Ian Glenn like some some touch ups in his hair? Because Jordan Mormont kind of looked like he's fifty, f- pushing sixty. Oh yeah, you're right. This dude was born in sixty one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, homie is old. Homie's gonna need some touch ups. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because he's got to act like he's 40. He's got to get some t- at least 45. I- I'll yeah. give you 50 at the at the max, but like, yo, this dude can't. I- this dude can't be looking. I mean, we still have to have an Alfred. I mean, we can't be looking. They can't be looking like brothers. Or or or, or are they gonna just? Or is this Batman just gonna be seen in flashbacks? Or is this gonna be like we don't we don't necessarily know if we're gonna see Ian Glenn like because they said it's Bruce Wayne. They didn't say Batman. They said they casted him as Bruce Wayne. I think that's kind of key because I don't think we're going to see him suit up. Maybe not. Like, uh, I, like, I, like I think we're going to see my I real speculation. Are. My real speculation is we're going to see Jason Todd die. Dick's going to go to the funeral and that's where we're going to see back. Probably so. Cause we've always, we've never really gotten to see a good look of him so far. And I think that that's the only the look. And that would be the easiest way of explaining, like, this is our Bruce Wayne. You don't have to show him suiting up. Like, it, it, it causes all the questions that I would just have, like, how's he for, like, 40? Like, how, is he 60? Like, is he in the suit? Like, if you just make it to where Jason just died, and, and Kieran Walters has been tweeting a bunch and showing a bunch of pictures, so that tells me he has a big role in this season. So Jason Todd's only big role in Batman lore, if he's still Robin, is to die. So... That I mean, I think that's why we're gonna see Bruce Wayne. If I had to, if I had to bet my money on it, I feel that. Yeah, that's I agree. The, that, I mean, yeah, 
That's the only um, way I see it I, I, I think he's going to suit up. I mean, I think, you know, Titans has already just been like, we're just going to do whatever we want, man. So Batman's in this, and he's probably going to fight the Joker, and that's probably all that's going to happen. We're probably going to see him fighting the Joker and Jason Todd dying and all that junk. Oh, well, he, well if, if you think if you think he's going to suit up, then we're going to see him get there late. Because that's how he dies. Yes. Yeah, we'll yes. see him pull up in the in the in the in the back. Like back I don't I don't late. think they're gonna cast the Joker because I think it's gonna be like a kind of flashes thing, and I think he's basically gonna be telling uh, Dick what happened. Okay, okay, that well, all right. If that well, that okay, I, I'll agree on suiting up in only that fashion because I think it'll be funeral flashback scene. Dick, we'll just see Jason like on the floor bleeding, clock going down, Batman like if you. If you watch Under Maybe the it. Hood, the beginning scene, you know how he's driving. We might even get like, who, bro, real, real talk. I, I agree with you. I don't think we'll get a Joker cast, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a hand holding a chalice talking to like Ubu being like uh, Ra's al Ghul because Ra's sets it up. Like, I mean, I don't For know sure. how deep. For sure. I don't know how deep they're going to go into it, but like, I agree with you. I think if it's going to be a flashback. It might be that return of the uh, that uh, under the red hood like opening scene. Yeah, something like that. That's my guess because I mean I think uh, we've got to get some variation of that tale in this season because that's what they've kind of set up. Yeah, and but man, they, all of this casting, they got to nail season season two. There's no way that it, it's thirteen episodes. There's no way they've got to do a Doom Patrol. Like, like they've got to extend the season. Season two has to be twenty something episodes. I can't. I can't believe you're gonna tell me, because first off, off rip, I still my my guy Dick Grayson is still not Nightwing. Like off rip, Raven yeah. is still not Raven. We still got Trigon. Beast Boy is having problems. Still just turning into a tiger. And Starfire just found out who she is. On top of that, we have Hawk and Dove. We got Wonder Girl. And then you're telling me I gotta believe Deathstroke's coming into this piece. And, and we know that Cadmus exists with and Superboy. Superboy. And now we got the death of Jason Todd on top of this? Yo! What are they going to... Are these going to be Game of Thrones long episodes? Like uh, (laughs) an hour and 30 minutes? I don't know. Like many movies? I'm cool with it because they tell great stories, but like, bruh, that's a lot of stuff they got to get into because they said Wonder Girl's going to be suiting up with the Titans next season. Dope. I, I, I love it. I'm glad she's joining the team, but like, do we have a team? <laughs> is it's, there a team? It's a motley crew at this point. <laughs> it's whoever Dick Grayson hits up on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, whoever's getting that hotline bling. Yeah, so getting, that, getting that call. But that's pretty much all we got on the, the Titan story. Final story of the day is actress Ella Belisinka shares a photo of the new Charlie's Angels cast. The movie reboot officially began production last September, and a November 19, 2019 release date was announced the following month. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, the latest franchise film stars Balasinka, Kristen Stewart, and Naomi Scott. Kristen this, Stewart. Kristen Stewart, bro. Does this excite you? Uh, I put this on here because I wanted to know what our genuine thoughts were about this. Because, you know, Charlie's Angels is a very big property in a sense. Yeah. And everyone kind of has its image of it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I don't have any issue with... The, the only issue I have casting with is Kristen Stewart because I just can't believe Kristen Stewart is like a an action star. Kristen Stewart is like the like she's like the the uh, I don't want to say this and then people be like oh you're assuming her 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 thing but 
And she's like, she's like the uh, the tough girl. I'm gonna say it like that. She's the tough girl of the group from the picture. Oh like, yeah, does she have like a mohawk? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume that's gonna be her role, but I mean, uh, we're gonna just have broody, sad Christian Stewart the whole time. Uh, uh, we'll see, Stewart. Hey, look, we're about to get Robert Pattinson might be Batman. They can change. They can get. I let him get out of that that that, uh, that Twilight mold, man. But so this thing's gonna be coming out in uh, November, couple, I think. A couple months, yeah. So that might it might be something of interest to see. I, I want to see a trailer. We'll check it out. You know, see what's up when a trailer drops. All right, but so now was the box office, and we just have so much to talk about that I kind of just wanted to skip over it today. We know who's on top, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. I mean, Shut up. let's be real. Shazam's the best. For sure. And now it's time for the movie on the rise. Uh yeah no well we're waiting on Ian the uh, I gotta get Ian the beat and then we'll get a new okay. song but uh but yeah no you know you know we're working on something fire don't even don't get stunned but but, but it, like are we gonna and, even clown I mean do you see what I have in there yeah I saw what you wrote and I'm cool with it I'm like we can this will be this can be a first where both of our movies on the rise are the same yeah for Lyndon's movie on the rise what what are you watching I'm watching Game of Thrones man. And for me, I'm watching the the rerun of Game of Thrones right after the Game of Thrones. <laughs> See, so it's Game of Thrones week, ladies and gentlemen. No need to even clown with movie on the rise. Might as well just jump to discussion because we got a lot to talk about. We're going to do a Game of Thrones preview where we're going to ask some Game of Thrones questions. We're going to just talk about our theories leading up to the final season. But also, we got to catch you guys up because I'm caught up, baby. I am caught up. I was, I was watching. I was watching the new episode today. We can talk about the new episode, shit. Oh, dude, I didn't watch the new episode. All right, well, we can wait. It's probably no, great, no. isn't it? It's probably yeah. Awesome. No, it's, it's it's freaking wild. Oh, great. But yeah, Doom Patrol has me sold now. Like I'm like I was sold before, and then I kind of fell off, but I'm sold again. Yeah, I mean, they got into a little bit of a rough patch where it seemed like they had wrapped things up. At it seemed like they had just like done something, and then they were like, oh, well, now we gotta like figure out what's next and i'm just i was getting so confused but now it's starting to ramp up and we're getting way more involved in each character we're getting i you know i think larry trainer's story is super interesting now i think uh robot man's story is interesting at this point and he's starting to find his role in this whole group of course the episode today that Lyndon saw that i haven't seen yet was all about jane which we'll yep. talk about next week yep but and, so let's talk about therapy patrol and danny patrol Okay, well, therapy group therapy was crazy. Yeah, it was. Like uh, it, it, group I, therapy was wild because all these people and I and I loved how they they pulled the um the uh, what's that show what, what's that movie with uh, Dennis Quaid where he's watching like a terrorist attack happen and then like we see it from like fifteen different people's perspectives. Whatever that movie is, they pulled that and this and like we see it from Rita Farr's perspective at first up until Cliff says. A way, uh, to com- a, a way to compare it for people, if you need to think about it, is Arrested Development. Yeah. Where there's a big event at the beginning that we all know is going to happen, and then they show us all the different ways that we got to there. Yeah, and it, I thought it was dope, man, because we see all these people, like, our perspective of what a superhero is, both at Titans, let's, let's, let's say we only use from what the DC Universe has given us. They have shown that being a superhero is not the best. We saw it from Titans that if you're an actual superhero, that like you have anger issues, you have issues that you you, you don't even know why you're fighting. Sometimes you're fighting like Hawk and Dove. 
Hawk's fighting because he lost his brother. Then he got on painkillers. Or Dove because she lost her mother. We see Dick Grayson has trauma. That's why he's fighting. They're established heroes. This is a look at metahuman dealing with the fact that they have powers. Everyone always says, if, oh, if you could have this power, what power would you have? But no one ever thinks of the consequences of those powers. This or show is, if you get a power that you don't want. Yeah, this show is truly examining what it means to have a superpower to be different. And it shows that it's not all flowers and roses. From It's not my, all heroes and villains. It's not. And it's like, these people are hurting. Like, Rita doesn't know who she is. We find out that Rita's a made-up name, that, that she that her parents only gave her that just to be an actress. And now, now that she's not an actress, her whole persona is crashed, and that's why she keeps turning into the sludge monster. Larry. Larry won't accept the fact that he's gay, and he thinks he's a monster. And the, the government has conditioned him to be, to think that he's a monster, and, he, and losing his identity and, his, and burning his face, and he just thinks he put this on himself. Robot Man. Robot man can't deal with the fact that his that his daughter he's a robot. doesn't that he's a robot. Yeah, and his daughter thinks Bumpy's his father. And I, I, Cyborg, I, I I think my favorite two backstories, but pre new episode, is either Cyborg or Larry Trainer because Larry is a good example of like understanding different like people's struggles and and understand that Cyborgs is like not understanding self. And I know Rita has that, but it's to a whole nother level. Like, his brain is programmed to where he thinks a certain thing, but now he doesn't trust his father. He doesn't know if, if his memories are real or if they're programmed memories, and is killing him. Well, and he's also started, he's also had his own feelings of feeling like a freak. Yeah, because um, he killed his going mom. Back to, yeah, going back to his killing his mom, we, we saw that in the scene where he has the Tinder conversation. Um. When he has to be reprogrammed, or when he needs help, he he he's still kind of trying to come to grips with his where he's at now in his in his own life. And they make a lot of references to him trying to be a straight laced Justice League kind of person. Where in this scenario, he needs to kind of understand that he's working with a group of people who don't don't do that. don't necessarily want what they have, and they it, are scared in a sense. And it's showing him that, like, not just because you want to be a justice leaguer doesn't mean that all justice leaguers don't go through some sort of problem like this. Like, you think being Batman's easy? You, his parents died and he's a human with no powers that fights freaks at night. Do you think being Flash is easy? Some person from the future came and killed his mom and he doesn't have powers until he turns 20-something years old. And then he finds out all about it, but he can't change it because if he does, he fucks up the world. Green Lantern... Dad died. Like everybody goes through this, and Vic thought it was just I do certain hero things. I have a bad backstory, and I go through it. But he doesn't understand that, like the day to day of dealing with it, and like he's learning that it's not just being a hero. Says, "Oh, I'm a hero," and then you suit up and you just fight villains, and it's done. Like it, being a hero is a lot more than just doing that. And I think they're doing a great job. Like to say this show does, like to say I'm in love with this show, and it has. Hardly any fighting in it is crazy to me. Yeah, it's very psychological in a sense because it really is all about the come up of all these people and identifying with their struggle. Yeah, uh, I think you know, using each one as an example, we kind of got a lot out of Rita when we saw the episode with where they went to this the school. We, who were who were the 
the the other oh, the, the, Doom the Patrol people, Doom, the, the original. Doom, yeah, the OG yeah. Doom, Doom Patrol. The OG Doom Patrol. That was a crazy episode. That was. So we've we, talked about we, that. Yeah, and we've seen a lot with Rita from either from dealing with Mento and seeing like her past of how she killed somebody. I think mm-hmm. this one we really got into Cyborg the most. I'd say him and Larry. Talking about and Danny Boy. No, no, no. I was, about, I was talking about in, in Therapy Patrol, but let's get to Danny Patrol. Okay. Danny no. Patrol. Oh, what's what's up? Or no, well, no. For therapy, we got the most out of Cliff because we find out at the end that the mouse was controlling him, and oh yeah, and he's he's really got a lot of stuff we know with the daughter, and also with his feelings for Jane. Yeah, yeah, and well, his feelings for for Jane, uh, you know, and he ends up really upsetting her, which kind of ends up getting us to Danny Street. Yep, and then Danny Patrol is pretty much. The half of the team is like dealing with this OG Doom Patroller from the comic books, aka Danny the Street, and the other half is dealing with Karen, a persona of Jane who is like all into rom coms, whose power is if she tells you to love her, you love her. And like Jane is going, Karen is going off to meet her man's, and that I feel so bad for that poor guy. <laughs> like that dude. I, I'm just thinking like, like oh no. I, I didn't feel too sorry for him until I saw the thing where it was like, your parents were like, last time this happened, it took you six months to recover. Because I was thinking about, like, homie, if this happens, like, if she comes in and out, I'm thinking this happens months at a time. Why don't you just get a new girlfriend? You're like, blah, blah. But, but then you find out that she, I, I knew it, though, from the beginning of the episode that he couldn't control that. Yeah, but I mean, why does that dude just, like, not have a life in between those periods? Because she means dealing with trauma. This witch has bewitched him and he can't do anything about it. I feel for the guy. <laughs> poor What's his human. name, Doug? Yeah, poor Doug, man. Doug can't do anything about it. Doug poor Doug's like, family. Yeah, That's what I feel man. the most sorry for. Doug's mom was like, are we doing this really again? <laughs> yeah, I thought that shit was funny, man. <laughs> that whole side was hilarious. I mean, that whole side is pretty much Karen coming out of the, uh, of the underground and basically trying to control it because Jane doesn't want to come out. Cliff and, and Rita have to, like, try to get Karen out, and then... Well, Cliff's the only one who can. Yeah. Because Rita falls for the spell. Cliff gets her out, and that's pretty much their story and how it ends until we bring the other people back. Now, let's talk about the other side of it, is we see Larry and Vic get a a, a message from this guy named Danny the Street. He's like, where's Nobs? And they're like, oh, maybe we can find answers. So they go to Danny the Street, and we get more Larry backstory. We find out that it was... I always was... Curious says, how did Larry get out of the army? And this mm-hmm. is kind of leading us to that. Larry, after after the accident, got picked up by the bureaucracy of norm, norm the Bureau of Normalcy, which I thought was interesting. It's just a, a federal government agency that tries to destroy everything that's not normal or tries to keep normalcy at bay. And yeah. Pre- and they s- experimented on him, and they told him that like he shouldn't love who he is. It it, it led to his issues of self-loathing and self-pain and we find out that this guy danny the street is this omniscient this omnif this omniscient whatever the word is omniscient this omniscient being who's just a street and like he can transport to wherever he wants in the world and the only way he survives is by he gives people the, the place to where they can be themselves and we find out that this this bureau agent it transformed when he got there and he found out not transformed but he he turned to who he really was and who he wanted to be, and he showed kind of Larry like, "Yo, you need he." That connection between the former bureau guy and Larry has helped Larry open up to see who he really is and not be ashamed of who he is. 
Yeah, and that's really been his whole arc through through a lot of this. And we learned in this group therapy episode when that he's is starting to communicate with the guy inside him, and that we're really starting to see that he, the person inside of him, wants him to accept who he is so they can work together. In a sense. And they that's can stop. I, it, no, because it's like Larry puts himself through all this emotional self loathing and this pain. And he doesn't realize that, yo, I'm in your body too, fam. You're putting me through this. So if you're going to put me through this, I'm going to make it worse on you. Like, you just need to accept who you are so we can get get through this together. Pretty much. And I love that they're working together on that. And I, I think this was a really important episode for Larry to kind of be around uh, people who have accepted themselves and, in a sense, probably feel in similar ways that he does. And he just needed that he really yeah. needed that it to help push him along because he was in a sense he was probably the far the farthest behind and getting to besides jane yeah besides jane yeah yeah and also it's dope because he had to deal with the bureau of normalcy and we find out the person who who accepted himself was from the bureau of the normalcy so it just worked parallels like well, yeah. you could do it you could do it too larry yeah, and I think that's going to open things up because he does he does send them a little message at the end. Yep, and then Danny the Street um, basically gives Cyborg some intel on Mr. Nobody. I can't wait for Cyborg to read that that comic book. But Danny the Street basically was like, when Cyborg was like, who's Mr. Nobody? Like, straight up, like, bruh. I ain't met, like, I love Niles, but I ain't messing with that. Like, y'all could, y'all could deal with that. Like, I'm Audi. Like, I'll give y'all the information that I got, then I'm peacing so nobody doesn't find who I am. Yeah, I don't want nobody messing with me. Yeah, because Danny has to protect a lot of people. Like, it, I thought that was dope that he's a safe haven for all the people who feel ostracized by society. Yeah, I like I like that too. I like the whole idea of Danny the Street. It was a really interesting episode. It was, like I said, it was. Well, I called you afterwards or whatever, and I was like, man, I'm just that episode got me sucked in. No, yeah, me too. It did, it did that episode revitalized me for Doom Patrol as well, and it was just dope because I didn't know how. They were going to, like, they've really been, in, like, Morrison's run, they've been, like, really making it the, 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 the sense of inspiration. Like, when, in therapy, when Cliff was on the ground crying in, in fetal position, that's pulled directly from the comic. And, like, Danny the Street is pulled from the comic, and I didn't know how they were going to make Danny the Street work. But they made it work very well. They made it work more so than the, the recreator and the decreator. Like, I, I truly believe the Danny the Street stuff more than that shit. Yeah, definitely. Like, the Nuremberg stuff? Like, bro, that's when they lost me. Like, yeah, that was all weird. Like, around, like when they brought in that dude, that's when they lost me. But they got me back, like, with the Doom Patrol Patrol and then Therapy Patrol. And then they really hit a crescendo with Danny Patrol. And I'm hoping, I assume that, you know, without spoilers, you, you like the new one, huh? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yo, the way they do it too, it's like you would expect. All right, I'm. A, this is the only. Yeah, pre- pretty, well, pretty much. If you've watched the end of the, the most recent or the, what is it called? Doom Patrol. Uh, it's Danny called Patrol. Danny Patrol. Yeah. If you watch the end of Danny Patrol, you know that the next episode is going into Jane's mind. So yep, we're gonna get to see what the underground looks like. And every and when we've seen every member of the underground in reality, it's Jane's face, but with their persona. But inside the head, we see what these people, what each persona actually looks like. So I think that's dope. That's the only spoil I'll give. That's awesome. I'm excited like, to see it. Like Hammerhead, like when you see what Hammerhead, like it's like, oh, okay. 
And then like, I feel it's, that. it's dope, like, because they show the name of, like, each person and, like, they really make it known that, like, no, like, because Cliff has a hard time of accepting, like, he thinks they're all Jane, but, like, th- this episode's to hammer home, like, no, we're all individuals and, like, you have to respect all of us. For sure. So I'm just glad we'll get to figure all that out and figure out Jane. So yeah, let's get no. to Game of Thrones, though. Let's do it. Uh, I just kind of pulled a bunch of questions from different articles of questions going into Game of Thrones. And I, the ones that I thought were the most interesting, and we'll just kind of go through them. All right. Uh, the, uh, the first question is a big one. How will John and Daenerys react to the truth about his parents? That's interesting because they boned already. Yeah, for sure. And we don't know if they've maybe uh, conceived. Yeah, it's true. It's also I mean, some speculation in, down the line. I think whether or not Daenerys might have a child from John, even though she says she can't. I, th- I think they'll accept it, you know? I think they'll be like, I think Daenerys... I don't think it's I, too different for that world. No, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I think, look, I think if anybody's going to be in, upset, it's John. But I think Daenerys will be more so like, oh, you definitely need to lead with me. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're, you're one of us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I think I think the I think the fallback is gonna come from uh John is gonna come from uh Sansa Sansa. And all that. Yeah, it's gonna come from Winterfell. I don't think it's gonna come from Daenerys. Yeah, I could see where Sansa might like conspire to kill him or something. She'd be like, or, or be like, have I, like I gotta leave Winterfell now, bro. You're not even a snow. I mean you're not yeah. even a Stark. So yeah, get, get out, out of here. Facts. And I guess Samwell's probably gonna be the one to tell him. Yeah, or, or shit. Or because uh, I saw a picture that the meme was like when Samwell met meets Bronn. Like, oh, John's a, they're, they're both gonna say that three. John's a, a Targaryen. So like, it's either gonna be Bronn or, or Samwell. Fun. So yeah, that's that's fun, how I feel fun, about that fun. question. I'm, yeah, I don't think, we'll, but I don't think we'll find we'll we'll get to that until probably like the end. Not the end, because you know the end's got to be the end. Yeah, so, I guess I think it'll happen maybe in the middle, probably like three or four, four. episodes. Yeah. Into episode, it. Episode episode three or four. Because I mean Samuel's gotta travel too. True, and true. You know, and you he, know, can't fa- he, he can't fast travel. Yeah. No, uh, but no, he no might, trains. He might shoot, he's a wizard. He's a bro, that dude's not uh, He's a meister. That doesn't Is make him not? a wizard. But aren't they the wizards of Game of Thrones, Loki? Yeah, but they don't trance like teleport. We don't know their powers. And he's gotta no. like and he's got to, you know, transport Gilly and all that. We'll see. We will see, because I think Samwell's going to be key. Will he and Gilly get a sex scene? That's another question. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus, she would stop. Let's get to the next question. Uh, who will take down Cersei Lannister, and where will Jamie go? Uh, I think ja- I think you answered the first question with the second one. I think Jamie's going to kill Cersei. Jamie, oh, Jamie's my first bet, or Tyrion's my second but I think it's Jamie, and then I think Jamie will leave with uh, what's her name? I think he's Brienne? gonna go with this. Yeah, I think Jamie's gonna go with Brienne. Yeah, that's the speculation I'm seeing that everyone wants the Jamie Brienne to happen. And with the prophecy, with Cersei's prophecy, the idea is that someone, a little brother, is supposed to kill her. Uh, and we know that Tyrion is supposedly her little brother, which we still might find out that Tyrion isn't even a Lannister. And. Uh, True. Or might not, or may, I mean, not necessarily that, or not, might, might not be Tywin Lannister's son. Uh, well, correct that. We, we might find out that he's a he's first born of a Targaryen. He might be the other person riding that dragon. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it might not be Tyrion. The only other brother she has is Jaime. So 
And and will he kill what, his lover? And they've been setting that up since the beginning. So I think he's gonna be Jamie. Yeah, and then I assume after that, I mean, if that happens, it's got to happen before the finale, or unless yeah. he can fast travel from King's Landing to the front line, because he's got to be there at the final battle. Or do you, it just depends on the, when does the final battle take place? Because like, what if? Because Cersei, I don't think will fight in the final battle. I don't think she's gonna no. fear. And what if she's just chilling at her place? And like, what if the final battle happens earlier in the season, and then they have to deal with her? Yeah, that, that that's that's just my own speculation. But I hope that the final battle is with the White Walkers in the end. I must say, I'm not that interested in Cersei Lannister's story at this point. I kind of just want to get to what's going on in Winterfell. Well, I, I do want to know what like what's up with her. Like, well, I mean, because some because she's the queen. Yeah, and like she's on the iron floor. Is, is she gonna is she gonna like partner with the Night King? Some people have been predicting that. Oh my gosh! Some people have been saying that. How how is that gonna happen? I don't, I don't know. They might, right. he might, the Night King might try to uh, possess her or some shit. Oh my gosh. He, he has to get through everyone else first. Like, how is he going to even get the King's Landing? Like, is she going to go up to the wall? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we we got to find You just asked the question and I just gave you my answer. <laughs> what will uh, Melisandre's return look like? See, this um, is the question. I don't know where she's going to end up. That's something when you, when you, when I read this, I was like, that's interesting because, like, we didn't really see her that much last She's year. banished. Yeah, like, um, I think she's gonna appear at the battle. And I what think if she, what if she comes to King's Landing and riles some stuff up? Who knows? It all depends on who if she still believes John's Azor's eye. If she believes John, yeah, that's true. It depends on if she if she thinks John's still the savior, which I believe she does. I think she's gonna be at I think she's gonna be at the front line waiting to see John fight the Night King. She'll be lurking somewhere. Yeah, I think that's going to be what she does. Uh, so we, you mentioned the Zor Ahai. Who is the Zor Ahai? And will any oh. of the prophecies mean anything in the end? Uh, my, my, my heart wants it to be John. My gut tells me it's Daenerys. My brain tells me it's nobody. And it's gonna, it's gonna, the show's going to take the, the stance of prophecies don't mean anything. Yeah, because I feel like Jamie may not kill Cersei. That's possible, yeah. You know, maybe the prophecies aren't aren't don't mean anything, but I think it would be better if they did mean something. So I'm they, hoping that at least Cersei's this- prophecy gets done. But when it comes to the Azor High, I can go without that uh, because I think that Melisandre needs to know that all of her stuff is maybe BS. But we do know that a lot about the. The uh, that the what 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 do they call it the uh, the fire god what's his oh yeah I know what you're talking about shit I'm not forgetting the name of it but I mean John was able to return to 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 life so yeah because I mean he that happened and we know that the guy has that fiery sword so I mean like we know that a lot of that is actually pretty grounded in some reality so maybe that that this prophecy will be the thing may uh I I do think it's John. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Because if the, the prophecy was a prince, maybe it's always going to be a prince, but maybe it has to do with the the dragons. I don't know. We'll figure. And we'll find and out. And being a Targaryen, he's the Targaryen. He's half Targaryen, half Stark, so it might be him. So yeah, that's that's that question. The next one is how will Jon and Danny defeat the White Walkers? I'm thinking dragons? with a, a ton of dragons, <laughs> or I mean at least the, the two they got because they got to beat ton- one dragon. Yep. 
<coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, <coughs> excuse me again. Well, Jesus. But um, thank you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a combination of that steel, the Valerian steel that John had, John's been working to get. Uh, dragon glass. Dragon glass. Yep, I think it's gonna be all that dragon glass, and then the two dragons. Well, but I guess I, the better question is, is like, who's all gonna come to his aid? To we his know aid? that the gray droids are kind of in a, a pickle right now. We'll get to them with another question later. I, I think it's gonna be the Winterfeld peeps, Danny's peeps. And I think Jamie's gonna have some peeps go with him. Probably like think, so. Like I think Jamie's gonna gather some forces and go up with him, and I think it's gonna be a collection of those people. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I think that they might be able to rally some more to the cause. Probably so. They'll probably be able to get the Dorn. Ooh, Dorn's in a weird spot right now. Yeah. Because they're trying to they're trying to kill Cersei on the low. Yeah, so maybe that's going to be more of their their thing, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm fine with seeing Dorne do that as well. Uh, who else is going to ride a dragon? We've mentioned my earlier, money, maybe Tyrion. My money is on Tyrion. But, uh, but, but okay, but since they don't have three, then my money's on Jon. But, like, Jon is the obvious, but, like, Tyrion is my other guess. Yeah, I mean, those have got to be the only two, huh? I mean, Yeah, those, those are the only two I can think of. Like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't no, expect to see no. Jorah Mormont popping up on a dragon. Uh, well, the, the Ice King's going to ride one. Oh, yeah, true. He's he going to have his for, for the yeah. battle. That's going to be uh, seeing John and Danny facing the Ice King on their respective dragons. Fire. But I, I really would like to see John on the ground. And the only way I think that you could have Tyrion in the battle is on a dragon. True. Oh, yeah. That's true. Hmm. That might be. That would be interesting. Yeah, I, interesting. I, I'd, I'd like it either way. Either way, I'm down with it. Um. What will we finally get the game bowl? Death. One hundred percent. They're yeah. teasing that like nobody's business. That's the hound happening. is coming for his brother. Yeah, and the hound's gonna win. Yep. This next uh, question is just hard. Who's gonna bite the dust? Maybe the hound. <laughs> Maybe everybody. Maybe everybody. <laughs> Like it really might be everybody. Like we, who's to say the Night King doesn't win? Yeah, right. Like we, that, this is Game of Thrones. Like this is Game of Thrones. They've told us the whole time winter is coming. Winter is now here. You gotta make winter mean something. People have been saying winter has been coming for months, for years. When will it? What will it mean? So, so sure, everybody might bite the dust. But I definitely um, think all of Arya's targets will bite the dust. I think Arya might bite the dust. Ooh, see, you think for see? I don't think she will. If like, if we're having survivors, I think Arya definitely survives. But I think everybody she sets out to kill will die. Like I everybody that's on the I, list. I, I just feel like she's gonna die in that pursuit. Oh, okay, okay. That's and, not that. Uh, yeah. And it might end up being Cersei. Yeah. Ooh, who kills her? Uh, or who she might end up getting that kill. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. Well, uh, she, to answer your who will take down Cersei question, it could be Arya. Yeah. So we we still don't know with all that. It's a lot up in the air. Uh, I think Sansa is going to make it. I think Jon and Daenerys probably make it. I think Tyrion will probably make it. Uh, uh, I, I think, think Jamie, else I, is up. I think Jamie might die. I could see Brienne yeah. dying too. I could see the Hound dying. I could see uh, Jorah Mormont dying. I could see yeah. uh, I could see Worm the Wormwood homie who doesn't have a penis dying. Yeah, I get yes. Jeez. I think Sam and Gilly make it. I think Bron might die. Uh, Bron might die. Uh, 
being the three eyed the three eyed Raven. You mean Brand? Yeah, Brand. Um, no, I think Brand's gonna make it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, who will be sitting on the Iron Throne when the credits roll at the last time? Uh, for the Vegas odds have Brand. For real? Yeah, I'll pull up. Let me pull up the rest of them. But yeah, Vegas uh, really running odds. Yeah, Vegas made odds, man. For sure. For real? They got Brown Brand. Okay, well, again, I'm going with the likely scenarios: Daenerys or John. One of the. I, I don't think it's gonna be John. Actually, I think it might be Daenerys. Some people say think it might be Sansa. Yeah, uh, Bran has the best odds. The next one is Sansa, then yep. Jon Snow, then Gendry, and Who's then wait, Gendry. He, he's the he's Robert Baratheon's son, bastard. Oh, son. okay, okay, okay. The homie who was running, like, who went to uh, made that fast run to get Daenerys and the dragon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Peter Baelish. Oh yeah, Littlefinger's People done. People think he's still alive. I think he's done. Littlefinger's done, fam. Uh, Tyrion Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen. Know. Daenerys has is has really, she's like plus one thousand to get on the Iron Throne. I feel like that's because people think like she's she is supposed to get it. I think people are thinking like she won't get it. Uh, Arya and Cersei. Are there. I don't think I don't think Arya has a shot in hell to get it. No, because I think she wants to be. I don't, I don't think she wants it either. And that's why I don't think Bran's gonna sit on there because I think Bran. Well. It depends on which your prediction of is Bran the Night King or not. But if if Bran's if Bran's really the Three Eyed Raven, then like I don't think he cares for physical needs. Like you know what I mean? I don't think he's caring about your mortally possessions. Well, let's talk like, about Bran and the Night King. Is Bran the Night King? I, is he? I don't know. Is he, he gonna he work? Is, is he is he gonna work with the dragon? What is gonna happen? Ooh. Oh man. I didn't even think about it. See, the fact that they gave a dragon to the Night King kind of messes up all these theories. Because, like, when there was three, oh, I was, it could have been anything. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I think it's kind of essential that they get, they get one dragon. I think Bran's going to... Uh, the only thing I can predict is Bran's going to tell Jon who he is. Him and Samwell. Probably so. And Bran might show him, in a sense. Yeah. Do you think he's the Night King, though, for real? No, I don't think he's the Night King. Yeah, I think the Night King's I, just the Night King. I think the Night King is just the Night King, and yeah. the the entity in you know my Star Wars mindset that there's always balance one end and the other. I feel like you got the Night King on one end and the Three Eyed Raven on the other. It's kind of like he's yeah, the Yoda yeah. of this whole thing. Well, he might. Well, to to that point, you have the Night King and the Night King's followers. You have the Three Eyed Raven and Azor Zai. and the, you know because there's 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 the Night King and like. There's the three well, I mean, generals with him too. Just because it's reverse Jedi and Sith doesn't mean like yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Because you're like, oh, the Night King has an order, but you know, the Three Eyed Raven's over here with just his little apprentice. Well, I wasn't saying that. I was saying the Three Eyed Raven is over here with Zora's eye. You know. Yeah, which could be Johnson. They're brothers. Is is Cersei really pregnant? Is Danny pregnant? When will Samwell get Gilly pregnant? <laughs> is Cersei really pregnant? I'm going to uh, bet no. Is Danny pregnant? I might bet yes. When will Samwell get Gilly pregnant? I don't care. <laughs> you you care about that. I don't care. Bro, I just wanted this dude to get to get some get some ass, man, honestly. <laughs> for lack of a better word, dude. I, just, I, I feel for Samwell, man. I just want him to, like, you know, 
Get some he's love. Got, he's got the girl, dude. He needs some love. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but yeah, I think Cersei's faking it. I think that's gonna be a big storyline in this in this season. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think at the end we'll probably find out that Danny's pregnant because she doesn't think she can. And I feel like that's just BS. She just needs to find a Targaryen. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that's that's where I think about that with the pregnancies. I don't really no, think it's going to matter you. too much. I'm hoping it. Well, I'm, I, th- I really do think Cersei's is going to matter. I think I think, Cer- big, I, I think Cersei's is going to matter. I don't think Danny's is going to matter. No. Uh, does Gendry play a role in all of this? I think he does. I explain. Like I don't get. I, I feel like Gendry's just like John's homie. He is honestly the true heir to the throne. True. After Cersei dies. Yeah, I guess you're right. But so I mean, I, but but isn't Danny the true the true true heir? In a sense, but I think the reason that a lot of people have her odds so far back is I don't think she wants that. I don't really think that that's her her style anymore. And uh, I think that it, when it comes down to it, they're gonna want to they're gonna want their different sections of it, and I think that they're gonna give that to Gendry. I think he's gonna be in the ruling King's Landing. Real. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I, I I wasn't big on the Gendry theories. I thought it was just John, John Snow's partner running I mean, the show. He's, he's got the lineage, and we're, we're going to be in this new kind of uh, – we're going to be in this new Westeros where people who are were considered bastards are now rulers. Even yeah, that's that, true. Even though that the lineage is different, I don't know if they're going to tell everyone about it. No, that, I don't think either. I think, uh, so, I think there's only going to be few people that know about Jon Snow's lineage. Yeah, I think it's going to be like Bran, Samwell, Daenerys. I don't – man, I'll probably Tyrion. tell Sansa. I, I, think Sansa's gonna, I think Sansa's going to find out through some scheme. Something. Because in a sense, I'm like, oh, man, do you tell her? No, I don't think John's going to tell her. I think, I think she's she, a schemer. I think she's going to find out in a schemey way. Because she did not look happy naming him the uh, king of Winterfell. For sure. For sure. But but then they did the whole flip at the end where it was like, nah, Littlefinger, me and my sister, and we love our brother. F you. Whatever. And so, so what's going to happen with the Greyjoys? They're I off. Hope, Theon's yo, trying to save his sister. Theon and his sister got to be okay because Theon's been taking too many. Homie lost his penis. Like, let his sister get a dub. Let Theon be all right being his sister's aide. Come on, fam. Give Theon a dub. You don't think he earned it by now? I feel like uh, we need that to be something where Theon kind of saves the day and then they come in on the ships, he and his sister, to give some kind of support in a desperate situation in this battle. Yeah, I'm with you. That, that's kind of, I feel you on that. Also, I don't know because of, we're not in book territory anymore. I don't know if we're going to introduce any other Greyjoys because there's some Greyjoys in the books that we haven't met. We might. I mean, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And they say some of those Greyjoys are bad, just as bad ass as the uh, the uncle who's trying to take over shit. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to fight with Theon. Yeah, so, it might, and, so. It, and if it's not his sister, why not it be his his uh his other uncle? But yeah, that's about all the questions I have. What other kind of speculations do, are you thinking about going into this weekend? I'm I'm wondering if will we see Uncle Benji again? <sighs> Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Okay. Well, we uh, let's see what what else I got, man. Um, I, my Benji one was one. You really you really hit all my John and Daenerys ones. Arya, I said my Arya thing. Will she kill her peeps? Um, 
That's about it, Chewy, man. I'm just excited. Like, what, what, what are you thinking about we're going to see on Sunday? I think it's just going to be a lot of setup. Um, oh, yeah. Really kind of just showing the settings, getting Sunday the idea just, of what the conflicts are going to be. Sunday is, is set up for, for episode two. I don't know. Like, if, I don't. Th- I don't know if we're gonna see any big deaths or anything yet. No, no, no. I think Sunday is just setting the foundation of like, like all right, now we're about to go to war. Let's get ready. But what they should do is they should kill someone. Oh, episode should, uh, first off the bat. First off, just kill somebody. Kill Gendry. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with. I would love to see a death first. First couple seconds. Yeah, let's just first like episode. let's let's just get out there and just kill somebody. Just to show that we're still in Game of Thrones. We're Game of Thrones. And we're just gonna kill random people. Just like y'all thought this season, y'all thought this season was gonna end happy. I told we told you the whole time the Night King was gonna sit on the throne. Yeah, something like that. That'd be dope. I'm, I'm with it. Benny, Benny Off and Weiss, though. I, this is good. you really got to focus in on this if you're a Star Wars fan because this is Benny Off and Weiss. They're out of book territory now. This is it's them bringing him. it home. Yeah. Ooh, shit. This, this is big because. Star Wars fans, we already know they're getting Old Republic, and yeah. Old Republic doesn't have any foundation. Doesn't have no books. It has a couple video. No, games. I mean, I mean, it's got books. It's got video games. It's got. It got some. But they're not going to use them, I assume. It, unless they use them, like, ooh, these are IP. We'll just take some of these IP and then like base our story off of it. For Either sure. way, this is going to be very telling of Benny Alf and Weiss's career going forward because this is all of it. And, and the most hated season of Game of Thrones is the last one. And that's the one where it was leaving book mostly territory. It was mostly them. Yeah, so it's going to be... I think they know they have to close it home. Yeah, I wouldn't say last season was a really bad season. I'm just saying, I, saying that. I, didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I know a lot of people who are fans of the book who hated it. Oh, give me a break. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I gotta, I'm gotta, telling all those people out there, it's like, man, like, George R. R. Martin had his chance. He decided to, you know... Pussyfoot around and not write the rest of the books, and that's on him. Look, I'm just gonna say this for my guys out there who read the book. Shout out to Carl. Shout out to Henry. I know they didn't like the last season. I know people on Twitter didn't like the last season. I'm just giving them. Well, I'm just saying, don't blame Benny off and Weiss. Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna see. We, well, we're gonna we don't be able to know truly who to blame after this season. I think this would be the telling. Like, if it's if this is a total crap fest, then yeah, because it's all of it. Yeah, it like is. for them, for them, last season it was trying to blend in a little bit and like fill in some things and like having your book audience who like is expecting things from the where they're at in the books to, to have sense. happened yeah. and to make sense with it. And you're like, whoa, well, what are you doing? Well, now, now we know what happened in that last season. Now they're just building completely on them. So you just got to put that past behind you at this point because there's nothing no, you can base it off of. That's a great point. I'm kind of with you on that. I think this season is the one that'll tell tell all the tales. Yeah, definitely. But I'm super excited about it, and I'm just ready to to watch it, man. Same, same, man. But that's all we got really this week. Yeah, that wraps up episode 36 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We've had a lot because, man, when we were talking about having to do the trailer for Star Wars, I was like, Lyndon, we have so much already. I told him, I was like, there's no way we're missing that, bro. There's no way. We had to talk Star Wars. And, And really... I, 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 huh, we almost did a Saturday pod just in case some mini off and wise news dropped on Friday. Or if yeah, the Mandalorian because we didn't know when that we didn't know what was exactly, popping but it's on Sunday. Yeah, so we we were just like whatever. We get the trailer and that's good enough. Trailer in the name. 
Facts. So we hope you guys enjoyed our late edition of the Bros Who Binge podcast. And then, and then for those who are listening to it on, on next week, it's not late for you. You just listen to it on your normal times. Go ahead and listen to whatever episode's next so you can find out what's going on in The Mandalorian. Facto, facto. Or listen to but the yeah. last episode if you finally watch Shazam. Or go a few episodes back if you finally got to seeing Us, because it's still a movie that I think you should go out and see if you haven't. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Join the conversation. Join the conversation. And uh, we never mentioned it, but this week Hellboy's coming out. I didn't want Ugh. to promote it because I'm not really no. shit. And I heard it was a shout-out to El Mayimbe, one of our other homies who we get news from. Uh, from the rap, Umberto Gonzalez, he reported a great story on just how that movie was a crapshoot, how they had problems uh, filming and just shoot. And I just told Schubert, like, yeah, we're not wasting our money on that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm glad we didn't have to worry about seeing that and talking about that. <laughs> yeah, because they said it was booty. But anyway, let me go ahead and tell the people what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network so we can get out of here. You can follow me at Berlin Down on Twitter, at Lennon Bernard on Instagram. Follow Birds Who Think at Birds Who Think. Be sure to check out the latest episode of the BWT podcast. Talked about a lot of good stuff. Talked about receiving nude etiquette and when to delete nudes. Talked about uh, sexual, uh, how long you last in bed. We talked about a lot of crazy shit that episode. That episode got vulgar. Talked about Magic Johnson. I got in an arguing match with Justin over LeBron in L.A. We were, we were, we, it got hot. That episode's heated. Episode 90. Big episode. Check that out. Charles dropped some good stuff for primetime about LSU recruiting. If you're an LSU football fan, check that out. As well as the latest episode of Anime Talk, but we will have a new one coming next week. But other than that, be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to us, either Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Yeah, be sure to check out everything going on with the Bros Within Network. We're going to be... We're meeting up this weekend, so we're all going to have some more stuff to bring you. We're focusing on giving you the best content we can and we want to get mo- even more out there to you and we're we got we to do a addition to this pod coming soon yeah we got a new edition so new edition mm-hmm. it's All gonna right, be Liddy. I, I hope the people fuck with it man low key but anyway this has been episode 36 of the bros who think podcast you can find me on twitter and instagram at super 14 and um, like we said, be sure to listen back to those episodes for the reviews. And we're excited to bring you more Star Wars content next week. So go out and watch Game of Thrones. And as always, keep binging.